Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to run down our top 10 egg stories of 2020. As we are nearing the end, 2021 is well within sight and we can get there. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So Christmas is in the books. And we're getting ready for the new year. So, did this year go fast for you guys or slow because of COVID? Uh, there were slow periods, but I think overall, it went, I think it went fast. It went pretty good. Yeah, it's it, weird because I feel like it did go fast. And you think of stuff you did before COVID, like in January, and that feels like years, years long, ago. Long yeah. ago, yeah. yeah. I think it's just because every 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 day was so similar because there wasn't that much going on that like it just. It all melts together, and all of a sudden it's December thirtieth, and whatever the day is today, and <laughs> there you the are. Same to you. Yeah. I feel like yeah, March and April kind of went a little slower, but then once yeah. we got outside again, then it was like what, once we accepted the the Corona thing, like the first like month and a half, where we're like, this isn't real. We're only going to be locked down for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that took forever, and then once yeah, we were like that. Yeah. fourteen days. Remember the yeah. remember the fun part about Corona when we were getting twelve hundred dollar checks and watching Tiger King? <laughs> like, remember that? That was cool. Now, no, no, I'm just sick of it. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, since we were at the end of the year here, we thought we'd run down our top 10 egg stories for the year 2020. So we'll, we'll run through each of those, give you a little bit of reminder. Um, they're all things we talked about in Cool Beans, That's Corny, or our spotlight uh, over the, the past year here. So with that, you guys ready to get rocking? Let's do it. All right. At number 10, we have FFA Bigger Than Ever. So this story came to us back in, let's see, just trying to find the date here on the story, August 19th of 2020. So agriculture plays a big role in society, and FFA reached a record number of Membership, 760,113, a near just over 60,000 member increase from the prior year. So 2019, they were at 700,000 and raised it up to 760. So You would have thought with COVID that that might have screwed that up a little bit. I don't know what well, just thinking the phase doing. I mean, sure, they didn't have their you know national conference and no, state conferences, I'm sure, were all canceled as well. What was your favorite FFA memory? National Conference was awesome. Yeah. Where's Louisville? Louisville. And then, because you were always at Kansas City. Yep. So I got to go at Kansas City with you one year when you got your American degree. That was sweet. That was. And then Louisville. And then where else was it, Max? Uh, I never got to go. Don't look at me. Why didn't you get to go? I wasn't wasn't good enough. Cool enough. All right. Was it in Indy? Yeah, Indy. Yep. Yep. That's where it's been a couple times. Yep. Louis, I think I think it was Louisville a lot when I was in high school. It was Louisville, yeah. Louisville and Indiana. Louisville, yeah, I think it was a pretty common one. Oh, well, what was your favorite FFA? Yeah, thing, it was. It wasn't selling I got fruit. to go. I got to go twice, both to KC, once in high school and then once when I was in college for my American degree. Yep. Yeah, selling fruit was great. I always liked the fruit sale when the fruit came in and you had to sort oh. oranges all day. Yeah. Seymour fruit came like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was about two weeks Ooh. ago, yeah. It was you still get batch? Oh, is it still great. the giant boxes or is it Pretty, like oh yeah, dinky no, boxes now? Good size. And then we got like beef sticks with it. Those are legit. Nice. Those are good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Great no food. Kid, it was great. No Seymour kids hit me up. They would have got my money. Yeah. 
Does Freedom do a... Yep, yep. I think, but I want to say... I don't know. Their pickup was last week, Friday, I think. Maybe we, I, you know what? It's probably the same day as Seymour's. Let's oh, be I'm sure honest. it's it probably the was, same fruit truck. It probably yeah, came probably on the same, the same time. Yeah. So whenever whenever Seymour's was, it's probably when Freedom's was. I didn't get hit up by anybody, so... Yeah. Oh, well. Guess these FFA kids don't want to be going to national convention. No. <laughs> Or they had enough family members buying enough fruit. Who knows? Yeah. So was it big enough when you went that they took a bus? Yeah. Well, you went with other chapters on oh. a bus. Why did you take? A, we did a van because there was oh, only like no. We'd go with like Pulaski and a bunch yeah. of other chapters, which that was cool. And you got to get a coach bus. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. Any stops on the way down? No, but I do remember you'd go to like the Louisville Museum, the Slugger. baseball bat, yeah, Slugger and then just some of that stuff. It was a good time. Yeah. That's crazy that FFA is that, like I said, to be that big, almost to be a million, uh, three quarter million students involved. It's pretty cool. There's less less farms than ever, which means there's less farm kids than ever. But FFA is the largest it's ever been. It's funny how that works. Well, yeah, it's more agriculture in general now too, because they they used to be future farmers, but now it's just the FFA so. organization. Because that change happened, what, 10? That's no. a lot. No, no it was when we were in high school, yeah, probably. It's it like it? Yeah. over 20 years, I'm 20 sure. Years, yeah. I wish they would have changed. I heard one that was a future for agriculture, is what they said mm. they should call it. Like, it would be cool if it like, did have a name, not just. It wasn't just like, FFA. It just yeah. doesn't mean anything. What? Maybe it's yeah. just, maybe the, the explosion and participation is from that one Dixie Chick song about Marion and Wanda, <laughs> where the best of friends, <laughs> both active in the FFA. Okay. Maybe that's yeah. it. Shout out to the chicks. Cause huh? The chicks, Cause, yeah, because Earl had to die. Earl had <laughs> to die. Na, 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 na. All right, and with that, we'll move on to our number nine pick. And I've already, we've already lied to you because most of our news stories. This one is not. This is just from our inaugural fantasy corn league draft. Uh, the top pick for the fantasy corn league was Bill. I'll let you say because you had first pick. Decalb forty eight ninety five. That's a lot of pressure. Like makes the top 10 of our list of all year. It's a lot of pressure to do good in the field next summer. Yeah, yeah you better hope that thing comes in first. We'll, we'll be watching your team <laughs> since your star player, first-round pick, has got to perform again. It did top our plot at the Tilth Research plot this year. So hopefully for your sake, it does. Hey, if, if he plays but for like, my sake, I hope it doesn't. If he <laughs> plays like Josh Allen is doing on my fantasy football team, we're good to go, man. Yeah, him and Lamar Jackson are kind of going at it this last week. They both had four touchdowns and pretty significant amount of yards. All right, two weeks ago, I guess that was. It is cool how much the fantasy corn league first year, we, we did eight varieties each. You know, teams, and well, it'll be fun to see next year how that goes. So, so looking back, guys, expand the draft for next year, move to soybeans as well. What do you think on improvements on the? Yeah, well, I think you're the get some farmers. The league hasn't on, even happened yet. Yeah, we <laughs> get some farmers in on picking if they want, and just I think that'd be great. Just see what what's out there and what they like. And it was it was actually, and Doug said it best when we we're done. He's like, that was hard, like harder than a fantasy football draft. And I'm like, you're right because. Like, even after, I would change at least two picks that I can think of where they just, looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? Because it goes around, and then all of a sudden, somebody steals a pick ahead of you, and you got to just sort of jump on something. Well, in the fantasy football, too, you you can change your roster. Like, if something's not looking good yeah. in this one, you're stuck with what you You picked. got those eight, yeah. Well, 
I was uh, talking to a listener the other day, actually. And Ooh, they, shout they, out to said listener. Yeah, great. Uh, his name is uh, Grayson Ratajczyk. He yes. wrestles at Freedom Middle School. <laughs> He's uh, he he likes to listen, I guess. But he was asking me. He said, "You know, you sound you sounded so flustered one of your picks." And I said, "Yeah, because Doug stole my pick. Then I didn't know what to pick for my pick. I freaked out. I made a questionable pick." Then you picked twice. You had the next two varieties in my sheet. You took <laughs> both of them. Then you're back again. And then I was back again. Back so, like, I had to make two picks in 30 seconds, and I didn't like any of them. You know, like, they were okay, but neither none of it went as planned. And I was like, that is exactly why. That was sheer panic for 30 seconds. But, yeah, any list, it was fun doing the draft. So, hopefully, hopefully it goes good in the field next year, and then we see and we do it again next year. Yep. Episode 59, if you want to listen back, if you haven't listened to that one yet. That's when we did our fantasy corn league draft so with that we'll move on to number eight and this one's from just a couple weeks ago michigan farmer wins the national corn growers association yield contest and it was for the conventional irrigated division so don stall of charlotte michigan obtained top yield at 476.9 bushel Man. so it's hard to believe yeah in, in that this climate up this way that you could hit that much, but there it is. Still cool too. When you look, you'd think Charlotte would be like right at the border of Michigan. Sure. And it's a little further north and yeah, it's just a, a cool cool thing for up north. It's usually more south where they win that stuff. So Yep, this is was the fifty sixth year of the contest. It's one of the most popular programs for national corn growers and the average yield across the 27 national winners was 345.99 bushels. So through basically 346 bushel was average. Average. Wow. Across average winner. all the winners. <laughs> yeah, so. You guys got any, any farms that participate? I've had in the past, but not lately. You had one, one this year, yep. Bill. Two. Uh, I should go back and look. I think it was like 236. It is. It is that the way they have that program set up is really good. You know, you have the ten acre layout, um, and then you obviously don't harvest all ten acres. But then, if you're over what three hundred bushel, then somebody mm-hmm. from corn growers actually has to like come out and certify it. Yep. Um, so it seems fairly like legit that way. Where yeah, it's not um, something you can just kind of. Oh yeah, no, I got I like, got six hundred like bushel. Yeah, I didn't again. hit this one spot in the field. Did this well or or that kind of thing. It's it's really cool the way they set it up. It's always fun to see who wins and where they're from and, and all that. You think we'll ever get a Wisconsin winner that could win the whole? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe somewhere. I mean, if it happened in Michigan, there's a good chance we yeah. could happen here in Wisconsin. Maybe somewhere south. Southern Wisconsin, most likely. Right. Yeah, but. This says, guess how many GDUs that Charlotte, Michigan got last year? 2,200. Higher. 2,400. Higher. 2,600? No, 2,800 is normal, okay. and they hit 2,951, so 2,951. Wow. wow. So that's a lot of GDUs, too. for So well over 100 more than normal. Yeah, that's from April 15th, too, so I don't know when he had that planted. Probably, I, I would imagine it was on the early side. You know, I just guess it on the early. So, you know, they maybe don't get all of those. It, if it's irrigated, it's moisture is not an issue. It's yeah. probably just temperature. So, no, just kind of a cool, cool story, good Good to see somebody kind of local winning so, it. 
So my guy, we we had two separate varieties in an average two thirty two, dry, dry. Yeah. So even that's harder. It's way harder than you think. Yeah. I would encourage okay. all farmers to do it because you're like, oh yeah, I, I could hit that. Right. But on a ten acre chunk, yeah. Usually you can get about two to three acres be three hundred plus, and then all of a sudden it just, you know to get the whole area to do that. And, and what like, we noticed was like we were going across the field. The yield monitor was reading like. 250, 270, and then we hit this ridge on a field, and it just went to, like, 195. Like, it's still awesome, but if you're trying to do something like this, that's... So had we... He planted the field different or shortened it up, yeah, we could have made it. But going from one end of the field to the other, we got 232, and we were hitting 270 early on. You just get to a part of a field, and it just went... So that's the tough part with picking those. Right, and like Todd said, that's what makes it you know a little more fair. It's not like you can just take that good, you know, once you hit two seventy, just be like, yep, nope, Stop. this this section here, this is the best corn. So two seventy. That's the good part of having to do like an acre. You have to do more than like an acre and a quarter. So it's yeah. not like you can just nose in and so. Oop, we only hit two thirty. Hang on, you're gonna back <laughs> it up. Go over here. Try again. So all right, now number seven, farming up. In the Gallup poll, so farming rises as sports tumble in the ratings. And this was back in September. Yeah, we beat out sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because you think back to sports in September was not some, great. Some things are bigger than sports, Todd. <laughs> yes. And we're one of them. We did it. Yeah, this year was very different because it was, you know, we had sports later, but it, it was kind of like all sports were going at once almost. Yeah. yeah. Because you had Football's, baseball, basketball, football. Well, now basketball's hockey. restarting back yeah, up. That's right now, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it is crazy. So, yeah, for the first time in 20 years of tracking, the Gallup poll found farming and agriculture at the top. So. And it was a net positive of 58%. So it has a 69% positive, 19% neutral, and 11% negative to get it 50%, 58 kind of this positive. And the second was grocery industry. Third was restaurant, you know, in this poll. So and it was kind of yep. cool that. Who, who has a negative in, on grocery industry? Yeah, that had 12% negative. <laughs> yeah. big, big groceries well, out to get you. Bad bad well, produce. Yeah. Well, and like they ran out of stuff. Sure. And, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> and probably limiting <laughs> certain things. So I know there was runs at different times on pasta and then there'd be runs on rice like we went grocery shopping a few weeks ago and my wife told me to get rice and the whole rice aisle was just like totally picked over so there's commercials on the radio now for rice which I yeah think wisconsin rice farming which <laughs> yes. i'm not sure where that no. happened what really i just yeah. heard yeah that is that like off season on cranberries or something? It, i mean i don't know yeah after just the, flood the patties after and, the last two years i could think of a lot of good places to put a rice patty. <laughs> yeah I always think it's interesting that the number of farmers that run rice tires on their tractors. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, positive positive movement for agriculture in 2020. It is just good to think it, you know, as farmers out there, it's like people care about you. The, you know, they do. They do. And this poll shows it. So yep. sometimes you, yeah, the negative you beat gets, out a lot of other head. yeah, industries and that's pretty cool. All right, N- number six, we have Mycogen will now be known as Bravant. Bravant. So we had a name change there for Mycogen products due to, is it Brevant? 
or Bravon. 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 You gotta get the thick. It I is French, right? French yeah, accent. it started in Canada. Bravon. Bravon. Maybe I'll see accent, Bravon. Do you remember the words? It was brave. I can't remember. The, the other words they used to make this word. Yeah, I think we. It's not in this particular. We article, looked it up though. Yeah, at the time, and I can't remember. So have you anymore. stumbled over it at all? Like, Mike? Oh wait, Provence. What did you say, Mike? You, you good? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It'll take me a year to get the whole thing down. I kept saying I'm looking for my mycogen books when I was looking for seed books. <laughs> I kept saying I need my mycogen book. And you couldn't find it, I bet. No, but I found a Bravant one, so. <laughs> so you well, went with it. That's yeah. good. At least you recovered. The, hard, I, the name change is fine is that they changed the variety. Oh, names. yeah. It has been brutally tough. And some of them are, like, just close enough. Yep. Like uh, 10B27, I believe, is 10B77. Why, know, would, they, why would they do a thing like but that? In the, which, yeah, it was just the name changes of the seed, like seed has been difficult. But the way it, they named it seems good. Each number yep. means a thing. And, and the letter know, now, like the U is for the unified. unified and B is for BMR, T is for TMF. So that yep. that, that is good what they did that way. But the that was a bigger change. The name, I call it whatever they want me to call it. It's just... I know by varieties and all those are different and it's like, I'm always checking out like what's 1247 again. And then look in and well, like we talked about in our seed guide episode, they seem to make these changes all the time. You know, we've had over the past few years, people changing variety names for different reasons. Cause some, you know, you'd add 50, some ones add 60, some was different things. So once we get used to it, hopefully they won't change it again anytime soon so we'll we'll be able to relearn it and and get used to it so and that that story came from may of 2020 and all 2021 seed sales are under the bravant name so this meeting i found is different says the the first part of the name brev means short the idea being quick and agile it, it aims to be service of its client the end part vaunt Suggest leadership and a competitive advantage. When you think of Bravant, think of bold, high performance that's focused on co- customer servicing. So I, no, I'm pretty sure that's what we read in. Is May. it okay? Yeah, I think that. That sounds right. Yeah. Brevity is the soul of wit. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> little, little Billy Shakespeare for you. Nice. <laughs> you dropping your mic now, Max? Out. Peace out. See you next year. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now moving on to numero cinco number five were some new herbicides released for 2020 so we had kyber which was a mix of sencor zidua and valor authority edge which was mixing authority with zidua and roundup power max three the super power max so and we should have looked up the. Did they just the take max power max one and mix it with two? Two or or what do we two mean? plus one equals yeah. three. So we should have got the Homer Simpson max power song. Oh yeah, again for this. Power missed that max, one, Todd. Power max does whatever power max does. So yeah, some very interesting. Uh, changes. I'm excited for these two herbicides. Yeah, the Authority Edge and Kyber sound like there's good. a lot of weed killing power here. But it, it is cool, all the new, with Zidua being newer, we're yeah. going to just see a lot of mixtures with that. And a lot of so. water hemp power here, I think, right? That's what they're all going after. Until we get our mail. The Palmer family. Is, as we talked last week, is until we get our mail. Yep, we're gonna, until we get, our f- mail fields. get the mail solution. New mail for water hemp and 
Call Roman. <laughs> Poor <Palmer>. water hemp. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Max, Max, Max is, is speechless. Just, yeah, we've, we've rendered him speechless. Uh, I got this. He's a man whose name you'd love to touch, but you, you can't touch. touch. His name sounds good in your ear, but when you say it, you mustn't fear, cause his name can be said by anyone. <laughs> This Homer literally changes his name to Max Power. Yes, like, yep, like that's legally? the whole episode. Yep, he's, okay. he becomes Max Power, and it I believe he gets it from some sort of appliance. Okay. It, it may even be the like his board at the nuclear power plant. But yeah, he, wasn't he, a superhero. No, no, it was it was something. Yeah, like I swear he looks like a label, and it says Max Power or something like that. He's like, ah, oh, that's my new name, Max Power. Gets shirts made up and everything. Yeah, it, was, it was a good episode. Yeah, and that, and that part of it, he was changing his like placard. He pulled out the Homer Simpson part, put it in Max, put it in Max, Max Power. power. Yeah. Okay, Max, did you collect yourself now to Yo, tell us what you're... Nah, what? I don't think what I have to say should be said on these <laughs> airwaves. I just thought, started thinking, when you said Roman, I started thinking about some of their ads and some products that could come out for the all-male field. So I think we're going to just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, Roman, if you want to sponsor us, I mean, pff, not saying no. All right, so now that we've covered herbicide, we'll move on to number four. It was the mystery seeds in the mail from China. So we had the random deliveries made to a number of people in many states of random packets of seed labeled as jewelry, I think, in most cases. <laughs> so it was some confusing time there this summer. It was, it was kind of July. that July time. Yep. and Yeah, it was just... Remember, I knew of one farmer that they got a packet of those and it was just weird seeing it too, like to, to see them and go, Whoa, where did, where did these come from? What, what were they at that point too? We didn't know what they were really trying to do. I guess we still technically don't know. Max, no, Max. Idea. <laughs> no, I was we're not I, listening to your idea. I got deep in the conspiracy theories of the <laughs> seeds the other night and there was some things I saw, but we're not going to repeat them because they're obviously crack nut conspiracy theories from the internet, but they were funny. So the yeah the prevailing theory was uh, online scam known as brushing, where vendors ship inexpensive products unsolicited, and the recipient submits a positive online review on their behalf under the guise of a verified owner. So it's basically just a scam to try to get better reviews on Amazon or other sites where you can buy things. So I got random seeds that I didn't order. It's Yay, been when five you stars. it's a, it's a, a weird way to do it, I guess, but. I googled like to try to find out like if they found out any more or sure. and it's oddly there isn't many a lot of them are from August the articles and that's a while ago but there isn't much new to kind of describe what happened and one of them said there was 16,000 specimens received nationwide so 16,000 of these packages they figured that were sent out which is a lot and a 5,000 species of seeds have been identified which is more than I would have thought too you know, I would have thought maybe, just, yeah, like picked a couple different, but it, the way it looks here is there was, um, I think there was a lot that were similar, but there obviously was enough then that were way different to have 5,000 seems out. That just seems all, like too many. All 5,000 of the ones I got came up. Great. Yeah. They grew great. <laughs> they grew great. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. And that was the initial panic was don't plant them. We don't know what they are. They could be weed, like resistant weed species or just no one had any clue as to why 
where why they were coming and what, what if they, they were, were for? What if they were actually just like flowers? Like they like somebody was <laughs> trying to be, be nice, nice and sell send people flowers. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You, you think if it was that though, they would have labeled them as flowers, <laughs> not like they silver necklaces. Would have been able to or, give them to you then if they were? Yeah, yeah. I have to ship these as neck as faux necklaces. Those so wouldn't have made it through customs. Get them. All right. <laughs> All right, at number three, we have soybean and cotton. Dicamba getting taken away and then coming back. So Welcome back. This summer we had some some issues there with a lawsuit for dicamba that removed registration of three dicamba products, Ingenia, Extendamax, and Fexapan. And then uh, later this year we had the return of EPA label for Extend, and it was what it was. It was extend, um, extend a max, right? It was what the label was. Extend flex or extend flex. That's right. Well, yeah. that's yeah. the for one the, that's for this for coming for, year. The, for the next so, year. Yeah. yeah. So tentatively, after being taken away, extend is back. We'll see if it carries through to the actual growing season. But um, for now, it looks like the technology will be available for next year. So. Yeah, that was like June 8th, and that was just the yeah, timing of that. Exactly. Right, it was right, when was like it, right yep. where you couldn't have got any sort of worse. And even remember the scramble of like if you had, if, if you had the, if the farmer had the product in their possession, they could, yep, spray, it. They yep. could spray it. If they had bought it, but it wasn't in their possession, I, I don't think they could. You know, it was this weird like. Right, and, and, and like it, no and co-ops were could spray. spray. Right, it was, so you had was, to do it on your own. Basically, it was just a very odd, um, you know, decision right in the heat of things. That if that decision would have came basically any other time of the year, it probably you know we could have reacted to it differently and kind of worked around it. But just the timing of that decision was interesting. It was fun looking back around that episode, and we we had like three episodes straight where you know we talked about here's what happened, then we talked about what do you do. Yep. Um, so it was kind of this, like, I wouldn't say panic, but that's about as panicked as you usually, like, it's usually not necessarily what I would call agronomic emergencies. Um, <laughs> well, there was but the, but we, was had, kinda, the ba- we yeah. had the bat signal up for no, that No, that one. one was like... You could probably ask all of our wives, though, they would say when our phones <laughs> ring, it's an agronomy emergency. What was interesting was it was those three products and not Tavium, which was Correct. Syngenta's, was left out of that lawsuit, so then there was confusion of, well... And Tavium also to to it's not it, it has dual with it right so it's a slightly different product it was registered at a different time right and that's why but, it was left but you're out right man that was odd too yeah. where if you get your hands on Tavium that was legal to spray but these other ones but weren't. the other three weren't yeah so so yeah it was just very there was a lot of different things going on in a pretty short period of time but we survived. Yeah, and so far it's happy that it's back, you know, that we can use it for next year. And obviously they changed the label and um, found out that pH thing, which we also talked in about in a story that they got to drop the pH of the tank. No, yep. drop it or a low high. I don't Either way, they're changing the pH to make it, um, you know, that it seems to help. To decrease the volatility. volatility. Yep. 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 All right. And at number two, so our penultimate story for the year a story that we've talked about off and on throughout the whole year and it's really just become the poster child for 2020 that's the coronavirus glad we didn't make this number one just yeah spite of the coronavirus it's not you're not number one (laughs) you're number two you are (laughs) you're number two (laughs) so for complications from the coronavirus which is any number of things both medically and non-medically we had uh 
shortages of toilet paper initially. Then we had meat packing issues. Uh, so supply chain all throughout different bedding scandals. Things, yeah, bedding scandals. Yeah, <laughs> talked about that last week. Uh, so yeah, just a, any anything you can think of related to coronavirus. That's a, that's our number two, and you're right, Max. It is number two. Who does number two work it's very for? Very two-y. So, where do you even start talking about this one? It's like it's but it's consumed worldwide people's lives. It's just changed everything that I, I don't even know. Where it's really it's, laughable that we're calling this the second biggest story of the year because <laughs> it is. Because let's be honest. No, it's it is, but it's we're so sick of it, and that's why it's number yeah. two. <laughs> because we don't want to spend our time focusing on it. I think that's that. Is we've spent so much time focusing on it. I yeah. mean, you look at the news; it's every on that all the time. You know, I mean, I even look back into March when we didn't really know what was going on, and remember looking at the numbers. And when it hit over like a hundred thousand cases, be like, "Holy crap!" You know, that's insane. There's a hundred thousand. You know, and that, and now it's just everywhere. You know, just, just our mindset in March versus now is way different. So it's just been a different year. We even had where we weren't. You know that we did it over the internet. Kind of out of studio. Oh, that was recording that so long ago. Yep. Online, yeah, yeah. where yep. it was laggy. And we apologize for those episodes. Yeah, <laughs> poor, poor quality. So, and the word social distancing. I mean, we didn't before this. You didn't really know what that. If yeah, well, said that, you'd be okay. What do you mean? All those stickers in the floor at the yeah stores. Oh yeah, yeah. X marks the spot. Is there a treasure hunt going on in the store? Oh, no, no that's, where, that's where I have to stand. Okay, even even sometimes in like like I had to serve jury duty. In August, and we had to go in. They put us in a huge room, and then everybody had masks on, and like our chairs were all spaced out. And I got to think it because I had to sit around for like an hour before I didn't get picked, which was awesome. Sweet. But you're looking around, you're like, man, if a year ago you would have showed me a picture of what I'm in, I'd be like, what the? Yeah, what is going on? What's going on? Like, you know, you'd just be like, what happened? And you drive by, you know, a Culver's drive through, and everybody's wearing masks. And if you didn't know, Say you're traveling or in a coma and came out of it. <laughs> Say you went in a coma in February, came out two months later, you'd be like, "What, what went is down?" Going you know, on. And, like, and fast food really isn't fast anymore because you're spending 20 minutes in, in the drive-through <laughs> line because you can't go in unless you're Chick Fil A. Apparently, I got to get through one of those. I, I've been through recently, and, and they do do a very nice job. They've got like depending on how busy it is, anywhere from like three to six people just walking around taking orders. And then there's another, like, four people giving receipts, and you drive up, and basically they're just handing you your stuff and on your way. So they got, they're they got pretty you, efficient. They got all you people tricked into thinking they got the best chicken sandwich, when in fact, it is Popeye's. Popeye's? Popeye's. Tried it's them? worth the wait. There's a new one in Green Bay, yeah. a new Popeye's. Popeye's? No, yep. I haven't been to the new one. There's one in Appleton, too. I go okay. to that one once in a while. Yeah. I, I mean, went maybe there. Maybe tonight. I got to go Christmas shopping. I'll be over on that side of town. I went there when they were out of the sandwich. You know where the old Storeheims was? Storeheim's? He probably no. doesn't remember Storeheim's. Yeah, yeah he would remember That's like Storeheim's. seven restaurants ago in that building. Because remember it was yeah. Gillies for yeah. a while did you, in there? Did you, ride your, did you ride your horse and buggy to Storeheim's? Burger, or was it Burger 51 or something? Yep. It's right next to Pizza Hut. Oh, it was by Circuit City. You'll remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember Circuit City. <laughs> yeah, I do remember Circuit City. That one's close, though. That uh, one's close. Yeah, right on Mason Street, you would see it as you went over 41. Yep, yep, yep. 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 And yep. then it was a Staples for a couple years, too, I think. Yep. Then it was like some... Yeah. Department was, of Wisconsin. DOT when they were fixing forty one. It was Yo, so yep, they did something there too. Yeah, yeah. the, the brake shack. Oh, right. Popeyes. But, yeah. So before we hit number one, we've got a few honorable mentions to 
bring up. So not quite good enough to make a list, but still kind of neat stories from the year. So our first honorable mention is Wisconsin farmers planting beans in December. This was just a couple weeks ago. So we had some farmers putting out. Hopefully, you find out in like April what happened. Well, I'm sure we will. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, I'm going to drive to Beaver Dam and just find that field. <laughs> I'm going to drive around till you look. see it. Oh, there are the beans. They're six yep. inches tall. Planted like three acres with a couple different populations and different depths. Different depths too. So yeah, interesting experiment because we had. Well, we still don't have. Uh, we didn't have snow for Christmas really. We had some rain, so we kind of had snow once. <laughs> yeah, we briefly. Beaver, the, the, where these were planted, I don't think they might probably had some snow, but they, I'm sure it they, was gone. Yeah, I think they would have got some. But it's been cold but, enough where they shouldn't have germinated or anything no. like right. that. So. so yeah, we'll see what what December beans may bring for next year. December beans bring October <laughs> profits. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our next one was all a pre-COVID story, and that was. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, guy that plays Joker, talking about saving baby calves. Oh. So that was the Oscars, uh, which oh, seems man. like it was over, over a year ago, but it wasn't even a year yet. Um, in his acceptance speech, he talked about the need to save baby calves from evil getting, agriculture. Getting taken away from their mothers. That tool bag, yep. I forgot about him. So a very out-of-touch performance on his part, talking about things that I... I mean, I'd, I think I said it at the time, and I say it again. I'd love to have him come out and visit some farms and actually see what really happens, not just what he thinks happened on farms. So, um, yeah, just kind of a a real negative view of animal agriculture. Real close-minded view. Yeah, very close-minded as well. And that's enough time talking about him. And our uh, last one that was a very exciting story, had some neat visuals that the video went viral across social media was the uh, ammonium nitrate explosion in Beirut where people just all of a sudden had their lives upended by a giant explosion that no one had an immediate explanation for. That was was crazy. Back in August that happened. Yep, and it was um, happened to be ammonium nitrate that had been stored there for years. It was in some random building at the port in Beirut and... I think it was a welding accident was what they said at the time. Oh, really? right? Yeah. Um, there was some sparks or something that caught onto the ammonium nitrate that was seized from a Russian, I think it was a Russian cargo ship or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, caused this giant explosion. There's was a wedding going on. I remember that video. Yep. The, yeah, that right. was a wild wedding sudden, picture. Yeah, they're, they're like taking pictures and the video's going and all of a sudden the big shockwave comes through and knocking people around. So... They said within 800 feet, it just destroyed buildings, and then it it would shatter glass 1.25 miles away. So, I mean, that, too, is just crazy to think of wow. what kind of... It's like when I sing. <laughs> <laughs> shatters like glass for 10 1.25 miles. Away. miles. <laughs> People are just throwing things to make it stop, <laughs> yeah. and they end up shattering yeah, it's not, glass. It's so. not actually that my singing voice can break the glass. It's people <laughs> it's the reaction getting desperate. To, to the singing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, and watching, I just remember watching that video the first time, and it's like, this looks like something out of a movie. It's not something you expect in real life, like this just giant explosion. I think we talked about it when we covered this, but like how crazy it is that, you know, even 10 years ago, we wouldn't have near the visuals because people didn't have cell phones yeah. yep. readily available with that kind of cameras. And we were watching, it's like it was happening in front of our 
faces, you know? Yeah, I mean, you think about smartphones and how short of a time they really have been here. Can't imagine, yeah, somebody taking pictures with a cell phone, whatever, you know, the old flip phone cameras, capturing anything close to what we can see now. So it's a very neat story. Um, Not neat for the people who suffered from the explosion, but um, just something, yeah, unexpected, like most of 2020 was. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of unexpected (laughs) things. Throw it out. Yeah, we didn't bring up murder hornets or any of the other. Good job, guys. Uh, we leave that, that off. That one was one we should have. Guys, <laughs> so there you go. Murder hornets also is good at honor. Fourth mention. honorable mention. You guys didn't talk about me getting a sick mullet. That's a pretty big story. <laughs> it's still happening. Isn't yeah, that, I'm uh, that. That's, that's normal, isn't it? That's going to be the 2021 story of the year because you got to shave the top. It's not mulletty yet. It's well, it was. It's, too, it's starting to grow back out. I got to yeah. get the got to get that cleaned Max, up. Now that we pushed the wedding back a little bit, you got time to keep that mullet yep, growing. That's right. Max, talk to me when you re- release your cover of Achy Breaky Heart, and then, <laughs> then we'll evaluate your mullet. Okay. I think I probably did my first recording of Achy Breaky Heart when I was about <laughs> four years old, but I think I could probably rock out another one. Or you could be the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. That could be. So it could be. So completely random, totally off topic, but. Uh, Field fourth sharing. Do you guys, Max, you're not going to remember this, but do you guys remember Rescue 911? Oh, yeah. William Shatner hosted this show about um, different things. And I remember when that song came out, they had like EMTs and stuff doing a little dance video to Achy Breaky Heart, like people having heart attack or whatever, and oh, the geez. guy pretending to give him CPR. And that just flashed in my head when we brought it up. So. So there's your random. I know there's a there's our egg history minute. Did you it has see nothing the, to do with egg, but talking about rescue nine one one this year there was a new show in about September it started and it was called the emergency call, and right. it had Luke Wilson like Owen's brother Luke Wilson that's yeah, kind of washed up but just still in some stuff. Wow, and yeah, old he, school. Yeah, yeah. wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. That, that, that's Owen Wilson. <laughs> so so, which Lightning reminded McQueen. me of that show and it was it was really because yeah they played. Calls from sure, you know, from nine one one, and the only different, like rescue nine one one, they would reenact. Yeah, yeah, yep. This one, they just showed like subtitles and then like drone footage over the city, sure. and then two like maps of where you know the like police showing where they went. went and, yeah. But yeah, they didn't reenact it, which kind of was just as good because the reenactment sometimes is a little bit like cheesy. Well, and like well, even like, just got a little gru- you know, gruesome is probably the right word, but it just. Listening to it is bad enough because you can hear the panic in people's voices and stuff. But yes. Oh, so wait a second. This show played real 911? Yeah. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Oof. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. So, emergency call is the new, call one is the new to, version of to the new heart right. back to your rescue 911. You're right. I do not remember that. <laughs> Did you go and rent seasons of that at the Blockbuster? <laughs> uh, no, that was pre uh, pre streaming pre- family video. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they released seasons of television shows at that time. That was kind you of laugh over there, thing. young man. Going to Blockbuster was a big deal. In 1989. Yeah, where else would you be able to look at this collection of VHS tapes that were stacked? In rows, in rows, and you knew a video was popular if there was like One sixteen. Left copies of just like the front cover and then all the generic blockbuster tapes behind it. i remember blockbuster very very vaguely and like there wasn't a whole lot of them and we we had our own video store in town in freedom so we went there dj video and tanning it's not a coffee <laughs> coffee shop but anyway i remember there was a blockbuster in appleton and uh it's a it's a um pop murphy's pizza now yeah yep 
And my dad said to my brothers, who were five, my brother's five years younger than me, and he said, yeah, Jack, go pick up that pizza. It's at the Blockbuster. <laughs> and your this, brother's this, like, like, this was like two months ago. He goes, go pick up that pizza. It's at the Blockbuster. And my brother's like, what are you talking about? And I guarantee you the three of us sitting around you know exactly where he's talking well, about. I, I knew where he was talking about, but my brother's like, dad's off his rocker. Like, Blockbuster, I don't even know. I don't know if, if, if that brother even knows what Blockbuster is. I don't think he – he probably doesn't. Oh. So, <laughs> Dad, you're you're losing your mind. Go to the Blockbuster and pick up the pizza. I just remember always wanting, and I think I finally did, and it, it was nothing special, but they had, it was like, it looked like a movie tub of popcorn, but it was mm-hmm. microwave popcorn. Yep. yep, yep. I remember having yeah. one of those. And it's like, oh, that seems so awesome. Like, it's it's in the tub, then you just eat it. It wasn't awesome. It was not. It's, no. it's, the, same, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. just re- it was really, it was like... They were like six bucks a piece, if I'm not mistaken. Cost-wise, I don't remember. And like you get a box of microwave popcorn that's like ten bags for six bucks. Six bucks, yeah. So you paid like six bucks for one serving of popcorn. It was... Was Blockbuster the one where you'd give them the movies and then they'd have to like take them around and put them by the door? They couldn't re-hand them back to you? Yeah, they would put them at the end of the thing and they need to walk through like the detector or whatever. And they were never in the cases either, right? You just brought the case up and then they would get the actual movie. Nope, they were in the cases... Because then they'd always like check it, yeah. sure. make sure the tape was in yeah. there, and close it. And Can you still buy a VHS? Be kind and rewind. Player? Yeah, they're really expensive though. You Ooh. can get like a DVD. Yeah, they're probably VHS like a, combo. They're probably like a hipster. It's like hundred twenty bucks. It's like a hipster vinyl uh, sure, record, record player thing player now. Thing. To, if you have a V, I have a VHS. <laughs> I'm trendy. I I still have a VHR or VCR at home. So. Betamax, I think, would also be very uh, very pricey if you could find a Betamax player. I got the 99 Rose Bowl on VHS if anybody wants to watch it. <laughs> Sweet. Ron Dane, man. I gave all my... Uh, I had a bunch of VHS hunting tapes. I gave them away to my brother-in-law. So, Because he still has a VHS player in his room, so I gave them to him. You go back and watch the quality. You you realize like how bad. Oh, it's bad. like, whoa. You yeah. look at... It's when like, they show, whoa, it's when they show replays of football yeah, games from five like, years ago, yeah. you're like... We used to watch that. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like fire highlights now, too. You're like, whoa, this looks... No wonder my yeah, you can always tell when it's like right back in that early days yeah, of... Yeah, like mid-90s. No wonder, no wonder my eyes don't work right. I used to watch this on TV. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys ready to do our number one? Yep. Ready. Drum roll, please, Todd. All right. So our number one story for 2020... Uh, affected southern Wisconsin, Iowa, and parts of that area of the Midwest. The Draco winds tore through and knocked down lots of corn, basically drove Iowa's yield estimations way down to the point where Minnesota, that's right, Minnesota was expected to out-yield Minnesota. Iowa in terms of corn yield. They were going to grow more corn, then go have a hot dish. <laughs> You guys want to go over to the airport and watch the planes fly in? <laughs> oh, Minnesota. Sucks to be you. <laughs> anyway, Draco. Yeah, so Draco hit Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, and parts of Illinois. 100-mile-an-hour winds knocked down corn flat and caused many fields to be unharvestable. It did, and, like, reading articles after it's in real... Here's a headline. Iowa Draco in August was most costly thunderstorm disaster in U.S. history. NOAA estimates damage at $7.5 billion, higher mm. than many hurricanes. Yeah. So I just... Wow. To, remember before, it's like, if somebody had said a Duraco, you'd have been like... What's that? 
What, is that some soccer team? Or is yeah, that no, like, we, we had to Google it. Yeah, is that a like triple A baseball sounds team? Sounds like a from, sick burrito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like what you have after you ate the <laughs> no, burrito. You know what it'd be? Like Taco, oh. Taco Bell, yeah. Duraco. No, Duraco oh. would be like one of those like seven pound burritos, like food jones yeah. burritos. That's what it sounds like because it sounds like super like tough. Yeah, so it said. Uh, be a cool wrestler name, Max. The Duraco. <laughs> the Duraco affected 20% of Iowa's flying. corn. Wow. That's a lot. The flying Duraco. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. 20% of corn production is in that area. And you could actually see it from space. You could see in satellite photos the damage done by the Duraco. So it was from space. And it says its financial toll ranks ninth in like like in the total damage of hurricane, you know, all time natural disasters, yeah, kind of that stuff. So that's kind of crazy too. And I don't want to downplay it. It did get attention, but you know, you, when you think of like hurricane Katrina and hurricane Harvey and all the, these big natural disasters, this one just seemed because of 2020 and everything else that was going it on. It was like a, seemed well, kind of downplayed a we, little bit. I, yeah. We, and the Midwest isn't, we're not, used to having anything like that yeah tornadoes so we're not set up to most but yeah have a widespread event well, like we, that i feel like we gave it a decent amount of attention on the podcast but like as far as like national news and stuff it was like two days and it was yeah, we're on to the next we're on to the next gigantic catastrophe going on in america right now yeah. like it did not last long on the news and i think one of the biggest things besides just the the damage to the existing crop was the bins uh, yes. Storage mm-hmm. yeah. took a big hit mm-hmm. in it, you know. So not only was there not a lot of corn to be harvested, but then you lost everything that was still in storage if it w- that wasn't sold, and the ability to store what you could harvest. Because, I mean, it, on their best day, bin production, from what I had heard, was you know if you didn't have it in a year ahead of time, you probably weren't going to get it this year. So. Most winds they said were 110 to 140 mile per hour. So, oh, you know, where it, where wow. it kind of hit you. And like some of these are good size, like Cedar Rapids got hit by the 140. So you had some good sized cities with just no power for, you know, days. And yeah, that, that 140 miles an hour takes a telephone pole like a toothpick. I remember talking to one of my farmers. His son is an electrician, works with a power company, and they he got sent to the area. He said, "Yeah, like trees and power poles basically would shut off whole roads, and they they just would bulldoze things off to the side just to open up the roads mm-hmm. so they could go through and start working on That's, stuff." Yeah, I've heard. I, I mean, I, it wasn't exactly the same, but up north, not this past summer, but the year before, when all the trees, trees. went down, they went through with with uh, snow plows. Yep, and yeah. just anything they could do. Just anything to clear. you can do to get it in, and so you can get help in, and we'll figure out the rest of it once we get there. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, it was as bad of a disaster as we've seen in recent years, but 2020 was just a year for all that kind of stuff. Just another day. Yeah, yeah. Just, just another day just another in 2020. Day in 2020. So there you go. There was our top 10 news stories for this year. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Yeah, Matt. happy new year. We'll see you guys next year. Ooh. Yeah. That's hey, always fun know. to say. Now when you see people, hey, see you next year. Last oh. episode of 2020. Look forward to you listening to our next episode in 2021. And as always, happy farming.